Welcome to First Word from First Church. Thank you for visiting our podcast and for listening to find out about us. I am Pastor Dave Buchanan, and it is my privilege to speak to you from the First Congregational Church of Sutton in central Massachusetts. We are a community Christ-centered congregation. First Church is over 300 years old with a rich history here in Sutton a sprawling town of farmland and small villages. I come to you as the 32nd pastor of First Church. I originated in Maine, which you might occasionally hear in the dialect of the storytelling. God brought me to ministry in a roundabout way. I graduated from the United States Military Academy at West Point, New York in 1977. My active duty service in the Army lasted until 1992, taking me to Germany, Virginia, New York City, and back to West Point. I served as a member of the Corps of Engineers in construction and in design management, as an instructor of foreign languages at West Point, and as a liaison officer to German and French military organizations and communities. Following my army service, I attended seminary in Bangor, Maine, my hometown. I was ordained to the Christian ministry in Tremont, Maine, in the church where my grandmother attended Sunday school. I have since served churches in Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. My current tent maker job during the week is teaching advanced high school mathematics in a small private school. I serve as a fire chaplain, a police chaplain, and a critical incident stress management chaplain. I also serve as a husband to Kathy, a dad to Mary, and to young Dave, and as Opa to Bennett and to Iris. A rescue dog named Dixie claims me as her person. I endeavor to preach the grace, mercy, and love of God as expressed through his word, especially the living first word that is our Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that God has something for every listener in the preaching and teaching, whether it be through the scriptures, the storytelling, the anecdotes, the exhortation, yes, there's some of that in there too, or even the humor that I can't seem to keep out of the messages. Have a listen. Better still, give us a couple of tries and then subscribe to our channel for notifications of weekly updates. The link in the channel introduction provides you with an opportunity to be a supporting part of the mission and ministry of First Church. May God bless you richly through his first word. Good evening. Welcome to our service seeking healing this evening here at First Church, where as the part of the formula, part of the prayer later, will ask for healing and peace according to God's grace and wisdom. That's what we seek tonight. We seek it in, really it's kind of an ancient combination of formulas of confession, of praise, confession of faith, prayers of intercession for others, and prayers for ourselves and each other. And we'll have the opportunity later in the service, if you wish, to come forward and stand or kneel and accept the laying on of hands, and I'll read the reason for that from Scripture and prayer 
by myself and the deacons, and one of the beauties of our March service was that any, any sister or brother who wishes to join in that is welcome to. And that's a beautiful part of the, the uh, I don't know what you want to call it, physical imposition of the prayer. I invite you to join in our responsive call to worship, taken this evening from one of my favorites, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits. Who heals all your diseases. Who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Let us join in our prayer, seeking and acknowledging the presence of our Lord Christ. O living Christ, draw near to us now as we draw near to you. And in this quiet and sacred hour, be the hope and peace of our souls. Make us conscious of your healing nearness. Touch our eyes that we may see you. Open our ears that we may hear your voice. Enter our hearts that we may know your love. Overshadow our souls and bodies with your presence, your love, and your healing life. In your holy and blessed name we pray. Our first scripture reading this evening is from the book of Job, chapter 42, verses 10 through 11. And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came to him all his brothers and sisters and all who had known him before and ate bread with him in his house. And they showed him sympathy and comforted him for all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. And each of them gave him a piece of money and a ring of gold. In the book of Mark, chapter 10, verses 46 through 52, we read, And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have, you, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Our next reading is from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried 
whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask for alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. I looked deliberately as I sought to prepare for the service tonight for healings from very different parts of the scripture. And I remember wondering, we, we hear the story of Job and the patience of Job, and most of the story is of the trials and tribulations of Job. I scratched my head and said, I haven't read the ending for a while. What happened to him? And what I didn't include for length was, said, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. He had these three friends that all through the book of Job keep saying, whatever you've done, confess and let the Lord heal you. And Job would say, I haven't done anything. I don't know what you're talking about. The next friend would start in very poetically, whatever you've done, confess and let the Lord heal you. Even his wife at one point said, why don't you just curse God and die? He wasn't getting a lot of help here, okay? Job was really put upon. And remember that he was such a good man that Satan said, I can even make Job turn from you, God. And God said, have at him. Just don't kill him. Anything short of killing him, you can do to him. And he kind of did. When Job prayed for his friends, because God stood the friends up and basically said, you don't know what you've been saying and you've been maligning my name in the process. And Job prayed that they be spared. And the Lord exacted of them some rather expensive sacrifices first, but then forgave them because Job asked. Job was healed when he prayed for the healing of his friends. I think that's telling. Of course, we have all kinds of stories of Jesus doing healing. And by the way, Bartimaeus just means son of Timaeus, so they wanted to make sure we got the meaning. And when we get a name like that that we don't hear anywhere else in Scripture, it means the story was real enough and important enough that the evangelist, that Mark, considered it worth reporting who this was because when it was written, somebody knew the family in Jericho. And they'd remember the story and say, I remember that happened. Was that Jesus? And what does Jesus tell him? Jesus, unlike other healing stories, doesn't feel power go out from his robe. He doesn't make a, a paste and rub it on his eyes or lick his fingers and stick them in Bartimaeus' ears like some of the other healings. He just said, go your way. Your faith has saved you. I mean, your faith 
has made you well. Because in Greek, it's the same word. Sozo means I save. It also means I heal. So he says, your faith is what has healed. Your faith has made you well. And immediately Bartimaeus could see. And what did he do with his sight? Joined the crowd following Jesus. I want to learn more, Lord. Now I can see you. I want to hear you too. He acknowledged on whom he was calling, son of David. And he believed. And Jesus said, that's enough. You're healed. And then another one, we forget. That in the early church, they still expected these things to be happening. Our expectation perhaps has faded a bit. But they expected the healings to occur. And there are numerous stories in the book of the Acts of the Apostles of Peter walking through a crowd of the sick and his shadow falling upon them. Or he handed one a handkerchief who needed it. And touching the handkerchief, he was healed. But to whom does Peter give the glory? Sunday I said, Soli Deo Gloria, only to God be the glory. I have no silver and gold. But in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Not by Peter's power, not by Holy Spirit vested in Peter. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, takes him by the hand. How does the former crippled man respond? He doesn't hug Peter, doesn't hug the other disciples. He goes right into the house of worship with him, leaping, dancing, and praising God. Again, the glory to God. Now, I've received the, the healing ministry of a number of different physicians. The best ones, I've had the chance to pray with them before they uh, did things to me, or sometimes to, in Thanksgiving after. But the great physician, the healer that inspires all of them, whether they recognize it and acknowledge it or not, is God. The hard part is when, like Job, we have to await God's timing. We also have to await God's measure of healing. And of course, the miracles recorded of Jesus, if it weren't grand miraculous healing, they might not have bothered with the the stylus and the time to write it. Same thing with Peter in the temple. It's the miraculous ones that got recorded. I've seen healings happen. Sometimes they would seem small in scope compared to what Jesus did. I didn't do it, God did. When Nettie Goodwin came to a healing service in Pennsylvania, and Nettie was four foot nothing. I'm not kidding. I'm not exaggerating. She was very diminutive in vertical stature. Wonderful old lady. She comes to the railing. We had the kind of church that had a railing. She says, Pastor Dave, I can't kneel. Her knees were way beyond it. So I knelt for both of us, which put me at eye level. And she went home, happy enough. A lot of people in that service. And it wasn't until a few days later she called the church office and asked to speak to me. And she said, I had a bad head cold when I walked in the church, and by the time I got home, I didn't. It's never gone away that fast. That doesn't seem like a big deal to me or you. 
But when you're an octogenarian with a bad head cold, that's, that's getting more serious. Some of you have heard me tell the story of our, our daughter Mary. And we were stationed at, at an army post and took her to an army hospital, in fact, it was at West Point, for one of the growing up checkups. And here's this old bird colonel of a doctor that I, I hadn't met before, and come to find out he was from Maine. He was a reservist on his doctor duty, his pediatrician. And he got the routine x-rays of Mary, and he looked at Mary's x-ray, and her spine was kind of, she was developing scoliosis, curvature of the spine. And he said, Mary, undress to your, to your underwear. He said, can you reach toward the floor? So she bent over and put her hands on the floor. She's a dancer. He said, oh. He followed her back, backbone, and sure enough, there's that curve. What do we do for it? He said, it's not bad enough for a brace. Surgery would make it worse. We just hope it doesn't get worse. But you need to come back in six months and get her checked. I said, okay, doc, we'll see you in six months. He says, no, I'll be home in Maine. I'm on reserve duty. I'll be done. Six months later, we go into the appointment, and here's the colonel again. Sir, I thought you were going to be back in God's country. He says, they took half the doctors out of here to send them to Iraq for Desert Shield and recalled me. I didn't get any choice. Well, I'm glad to see you, whether you're glad to be here or not. So we had stopped at the x-ray room on the way in. He had the slide come in, orderly brought the slide in. He snaps it up there on the little light board next to the old one. He looks at the new one, straight as an arrow. He called the x-ray room and berated them in very clear terms for sending him the wrong slide. Because this doesn't happen in six months with a girl of that age with scoliosis. He says, nothing you could do would do that. And they double-checked the date and the serial number on the film and all. Doc, that's, that's that young girl. So, all right. Touch the floor again. Straight as an arrow. He says, what have you done? Hung her upside down by her heels or something? I said, just, just, no. Kathy said, is it because she dances? Did dance? He says, no, dancing wouldn't put enough on the spine to do that. Doctor, she's been the object of prayer every Tuesday night with our weekly prayer group ever since we last saw you. He says, I don't believe it, but I have to believe it. Because nothing you could have done physically, nothing else you've described, nothing in a young girl's development in six months straightens the spine. Was there a moment of a flash of light? Was there a, a touch and a spark? No. Just a quiet change in a young girl's x-ray. And the machinations of the army that made sure it was the same doctor to be a witness or he might not have believed. The healings happen. Folks came here in March, and there were some healings of heart and mind, I think. Some healings that we probably never will know, and that's maybe the best kind, because then all the glory is to God. But we ask, according to God's grace and wisdom, 
for others. We will name others in our prayers tonight who can't be here with us tonight. And then we'll pray for ourselves and each other and have a little more time together and go home, I pray, with, with peace of heart, mind, and body. Thank you, Lord God, for gathering us, for the gifts that you give through your church and sisters and brothers in Christ. Amen. Let us join in our prayer of confession. Almighty and most merciful God, who knows the thoughts of our hearts, we confess that we have sinned against you and done evil in your sight. We have transgressed your holy laws. We have neglected your word and ordinances. Forgive us, O Lord, we pray, and give us grace and power to put away all hurtful things, that being delivered from the bondage of sin, we may bring forth fruit worthy of repentance, and henceforth may ever walk in your holy ways. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always accuse, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he removes our transgressions from us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Blessed Jesus, we bring unto your loving care and protection. On the stretchers of our prayers, all those who are sick in mind or body or spirit. Although you know all of us inside and out, we make so bold now as to lift their names before you. Take from them all fears and help them ever to put their trust in you that they may feel themselves enfolded in your everlasting arms. Cleanse them of all resentments, jealousy, self-pity, pride, or anything else that might block your healing power. Fill them with the sense of your loving presence that they may experience the kingdom of love in their hearts. Touch them with your divine transforming power that they may be healed and live to glorify you, to be used by you to build your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We give you our thanks. Amen. Our litany of intercession is prayers interceding for others. And after I read each paragraph, I would ask you to respond with, Lord, hear our prayer. We beseech you to hear us, O Lord, that you will grant your healing grace to all who are physically sick, injured, or disabled, that they may be made whole. That you will mend all broken relationships and restore all who are in mental turmoil or emotional distress to soundness of mind and cheerfulness of spirit. 
that you will bless physicians, nurses, and all who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and faith, skill and sympathy, tenderness and patience. That you will restore to wholeness brokenness of any kind in our community, our nation, and the world. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. From the letter of James in the fifth chapter, we have a reminder of why we gather. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Anyone who wishes is invited to come forward. Stand or kneel as you're comfortable to receive the laying on of hands by the pastor and the deacons. If you wish to remain at your seat and have a prayer, please just signal us. We'll be glad to come to you uh, for that. So you can let us know of something specific for which you want prayer. Or you can let that part be between you and God. We don't need to know to pray for you and with you. Brother Eric, thank you for the blessings this evening. We didn't, Eric didn't actually chase us away. He just said, not during this particular piece. The fingers were too busy, so. God bless you, brother. I know our timing was off. And while we, while we bless others too, please. Continue to keep your pastor in prayer. It's not just a biblical commandment. It's a real necessity some days. Let us join in thanking God for our, our time together and for his healing touch. We give you thanks, O Lord, giver of health and salvation, whose son came into the world that we might have life and have it abundantly, who in his love for persons ministered to their bodily infirmities and gave both power and commandment to his disciples to heal the sick. We gave you our heartest thanks and our highest praise that you have this day continued your healing work among us. Make us ever mindful of your mercies that we may continue to be your faithful servants throughout our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you 
and give you his peace. Amen and amen. Thank you for having joined us for First Word from First Church. We pray that God has blessed you in some way, in his way, through the message that we have just shared with you. Please join us again. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. Amen and amen.